Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and thank you, my fellow baby boomers, for tuning in once again to Another Day Above Ground. I'm Dale Irvin, and this is the podcast just for you, for the baby boomer. So hopefully you remember to listen to it. And and there's three of us that make this podcast complete. First of all, from the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado, please say hi to Carolyn Strauss. Hey, everybody, and that is where I am right now. I am in Denver, but I understand that airports this week are back to between 80 and 90% capacity of where they were on the same days a year ago. So my question is, where are all these people going? I don't know. Not a year ago, two years ago, I think. Yeah, Yeah. a year ago, nobody was going anywhere. The heck out of wherever they are. That's uh, basically... Oh, and also the Aristotle of comedy coming to us from Indiana, Mr. Tim Slagle. Uh, yeah, Meghan Markle did not show up at Prince Philip's funeral. Apparently it was on doctor's orders. Her doctor warned her that what Princess Di caught is contagious. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, there's a joke you won't hear just anywhere. <laughs> Only here on another day above ground, which unfortunately Princess Di isn't a member of. (laughs) Oh, man. Are are you ready to fly? Uh, Tim, I know you've flown a couple of times during the pandemic. Oh, man. I'm a plane. I'm a bargain hound. And and the bargains, uh, bargains galore. I have gone since the pandemic, uh, among other flights, uh, uh, three in particular, I flew Chicago to LA twice and Chicago to Florida once, and all three flights round trip combined cost me less than $200. For all three of them? All three of them. Oh, All wow. three of them together. I spent less than $200 on, the, on those three trips. I don't oh. think that's the case anymore, you guys, because uh, the flights now, because there are so many fewer of them, they are really expensive i got like denver to to vegas should be like 69 dollars each way i had to pay over 129 dollars each way on southwest it was crazy i almost went i almost went to vegas because i was looking i was looking at flights uh for may may uh may 10th through 13th i could have gone to vegas round trip for uh, 49 bucks each way wow chicago to vegas but, uh, wow, yeah, I guess uh, I don't know. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna get interesting over the next couple of months. Once more and more people are vaccinated, I think it's gonna get interesting. Yeah, well those airlines have to make up make up for lost time. So yeah, That's right. you're absolutely right. You know, especially the airlines that promise no center seat, which is I heard that is it Delta the only one that's still doing that? As of now, when we're recording this, you know, April. I think there's only one airline still holding the middle seat. Wow. I would sit in the middle seat if they'd hold the two on either side. I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just not ready to get on a plane yet. I'm sorry. Getting, I, I've never been a big fan, but I did it for years because that's where the money was. But now I don't have to. I really don't want to. So. Yeah, if I Who fly knows, if huh? I fly Southwest or something like that where they don't assign seats, they just do it by by, by loading zone. I find right. if I go to the back of the plane and look really fat, 
no one no one ever sits in the center seat. I've been on many flights where I've had the only only center seat available on the plane next to me. I think now coughing is the way to do it. I'm going to go and anytime anybody comes near me, I'm going to be like, <laughs> and um, there we go. Huh. And if you uh, and if you want to get to the front of that section line, carry a cane. Trust me, it's you right up there. <laughs> Did I tell you guys? I told you about the time that uh, it was with the beginning of the pandemic. I I bought scrubs because that way, I, as soon as I got off the flight, I could strip them off. And right, throw them right. in, throw them in a plastic bag because I, you, nobody knew how COVID was transferred back then. And right. uh, the fact I had scrubs on, I got an upgrade. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we 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 value our first responders, sir. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> yes, I will take that upgrade. <laughs> One of the problems that we as baby boomers have to face is that you know. When you, uh, when you get to a certain age, or especially when you decide to retire, you're constantly asking yourself, eh, what's next? You know, I mean, granted, it's going to be a wheelchair and pudding, but you don't want to go there yet. You want to know what's next in my, in my life. Well, our special guest today decided, after graduating college and having a very successful uh, marketing and, and uh, speaking career, that after 41 years, he would go back to college and get his master's degree. And I find that amazing. Please meet Mr. Jeff Slutsky. Jeff, welcome to another day above ground. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be above ground. It certainly is. I mean, sometimes that's all that we have to look forward to. And doggone it, I'm willing to do it. I don't know. The so, wheelchair uh, and pudding sounds pretty enticing, Dale. <laughs> Yeah, I could do that for three or four days, and then I'd have to get up and do something. Well, yeah, because that pudding will shoot through you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, what uh, you know? What got into you? Granted, this last year, everybody's been you know, every day has been like uh, like Groundhog Day. It just doesn't change. What prompted you to just say, "Hey, I'm going to go get a master's degree." Well, I had uh, relocated from Columbus, Ohio to, uh, where am I now? Uh, Kansas City, uh, five years ago, where my wife <laughs> is from the originally. <laughs> Got to remember, yeah. So all my family. Most was people in, in Kansas in, City try to forget. Uh, okay. Um, anyway, so um, I was trying to do some work here and, you know, reestablish my business and so forth and uh, got an, op uh, an opportunity to be an adjunct professor at Avila University, a small Catholic university, just seven minutes from my house. They were totally desperate to fill a spot. Somebody took sabbatical without warning, and they needed someone to teach principles of advertising. And so I did it, and I taught some undergrads and liked it. And, and I found out that if you work there full time, um, your kids go free. Well, I have four kids uh, in four years who will be in college all at the same time. 15-year-old triplets and a 13-year-old. So I did the math, which was not in the course, and I figured <laughs> I could save about a half a million dollars and work for free just for that alone. But in order to do that, I had to get a master's. So I started looking around and decided to uh, uh, get my master's at the, in the University of Kansas, and they had one in marketing called Integrated Marketing Communications. And um, so that's how I started. It was 
So you didn't want a master's. You wanted your kids' college paid. That's kind of genius. Hmm. Well, if I could have got a master's just by writing a check and sending away for it, I probably would have done that. I think you can. Uh, but they required me to go to school. And I, I think that you want those kids to go to school so badly for free that you're sending them to a Catholic school. <laughs> there, I'll tell you, my, my oldest son, who has uh, already graduated uh, with a teaching degree, graduated from um, Ohio Dominican, which is a Catholic school, about the same size. He was one of three Jews in the entire school, and the only course he got a B in was Judaism. He said it was all history. <laughs> he thought it was the study of Judy Garland. <laughs> so, so you're in. You're in so I got, I, got, I got a question, Jeff. Uh, you, sure. You're saying that uh, that there was a job opening, and then but you had to have a master's degree, so you went for a master's degree. So did that job opening just kind of sat there for two years? No, 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 no. It was that was theoretical. It was like I found out while I was working here they had this oh, policy. Okay. Oh, okay. But in order for that to to come true, first of all, there has to be a full time opening, and if there is a full time opening for that position, they got to want me. So uh, I wanted to get the masters in case it happened, but I think it's a long shot anyway, just because <laughs> I don't think the statute of limitations has run out on some of the other stuff I've done. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the, but the masters has been great. I have to get a job anyway, because there is no speaking business out there except for her, and um, <laughs> <laughs> so I started looking around to get like a real job, which I haven't had for forty one years. So that's been a real <laughs> blessing. So what so so you're not teaching but, at the school then? It was just that was the impetus, but you haven't, but you're not teaching. Well, they the, haven't had me back. If that's oh, your question, no. Yeah. Okay. But if there, another adjunct professorship comes along, I can do it now because I have my actually I'll have my master's in two weeks. I'll, I will officially graduate. But basically, I kept it going just because I like to be called professor. And then, <laughs> I just and then think it sounds so cool. So and no then position the discount for so, the grandchildren. I'm sorry. <laughs> the grandchildren discount. Uh, well, I don't have any. You'll have to talk to Dale about that. He's the only one I know that's got a grandkid. <laughs> so, I got your... a ton of kids, but none of them have fertilized yet. So the, when, no, no position you... is open. What's wrong? There are, are there no stairs or bathtubs in Kansas City? <laughs> I'm sure we have plenty of both. I just haven't seen them. <laughs> now, now, when you get your master's, when you're awarded, you know, at the graduation, do they give you everything, anything like, a, you know, if you win the master's, you get a green jacket. So I don't know if you're going to get a, a green jacket or anything. Do they give you a discount on anything, some coupons, anything oh, for accomplishing no, no, this goal? No, they charge a premium for this master's program. They do give me a hood, something about a hood. I have to go to this thing. <laughs> I wear this this outfit with this hat thing, and then something about hooding. And I, but I didn't want to do it because I thought it was. They were talking about the KKK because this is Kansas, but uh, <laughs> it's a different kind of hooding. So I was a little nervous. Um, but, but I'll find out in two weeks. We we and first of all, it's virtual, so why even bother? You know. So that's I'll find out. Well, so you just you got go. so well, you just got the masters. That, 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 that's correct. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. not, actually, not yet. I got two more three weeks yet to go. Oh, okay. Wow, I, so, I, mean, I have so one last class to finish. If our li if our listeners want to send you a graduation present, can they do that? Sure. the The prison's actually in Leavenworth, 
<laughs> but it's really close. It's within driving distance. Now I think you know this 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 whole uh, thing that you've done is, is just a tribute to the fact that baby boomers, you know, can pretty much still do anything except you know run. But other than that, you know, we can still except do for a lot office. Of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, how do you what, do you have any tips for adapting to where you were to where you are to putting in wheelchairs? Well, the coolest thing about this whole process, you know, I found out what it was going to cost. And then they said, you know, the government will give you a bunch of money to do this. And not only give you money for tuition, but for room and board and all that. Well, I live five minutes from the school. <laughs> so, so, yeah, give it all to me. And it's like they charge a little more for masters and undergrad, but it's like six percent dollars. And I thought, yeah, because, you know, they keep talking about uh, trying to forgive some of that stuff. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> you're not gonna get it anyway so you know i figure i'll expire before the uh the expiration on the, the loan does but that's fine but what have you know what have you noticed in the in the years from then till now that that really has has changed your life or changed all of our lives or or things you know we need to look forward to uh i just think Business is a lot harder now than it was then, unless you're in high tech, which I don't understand. But for the business I was in, which was marketing and advertising, and then on the speaking side as well, both of those industries have changed so much that actually the masters helped me uh, bring it up to speed so I knew what I was talking about because they speak a different language. So uh, I think it's important as you begin to age to get some sort of re-education or additional education just to stay relevant uh with what's going on was your was your was your bachelor's in uh also in communication and marketing it's telecommunications from indiana university so i am a recovering hoosier so my guess my guess is that uh in in that case that you pretty much had to relearn everything that everything you were taught it's like if I went back for computers today, I don't, I don't think my Fortran education would be of any use whatsoever. When they were teaching us production uh, back then, we were doing editing, audio editing. If you can imagine, it was on an Apex machine with a razor blade and tape. Yep. That's, how we, yep. that's how we did the editing for audio. You know, it's a little different now. I tried doing that with this. You know, I have Audacity here. It screwed up my screen. I got the razor blade out. None of it worked. <laughs> oh no, I still well, remember. Same. I still remember in film class, uh, uh, the film editing was done with uh, um, um, glue. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, glue. and in the in the print world, you know, it was all it was all cut and paste, and you know, on the page, and then you, to make it camera ready. But there was, uh, you know, you had all these physical elements you had to move around. So yes, yeah, we, use a lot of whiteout too, and whiteout. Yeah, I use whiteout on my screen now all the time. It's why I can't see you guys. But no, and then remember when you had to do research back then? Do you remember monofiche? Isn't that what it was called? Where you had to go to the library and do that scrolly thing micro, for micro, articles? Micro, yeah. microfiche, 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 little, Micro- little tiny fish. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, you still see it in some of the older movies. Yes. So you know. 
One thing I'd like you to to share with our listeners, Jeff, is a uh, is a story about it. You know, adapting to current circumstances, and this goes back into your speaking career. And I believe you you know what I mean. If if you wouldn't mind telling us that story again, that would be great. I got booked. I was booked six months in advance to do a program for the Sony Corporation. It's going to be a Monday morning keynote speech. The whole thing was based on my company's called Street Fighter Marketing, so that they were the theme was taking it to the streets and. I was pretty excited about it, but somehow Monday rolls around six months later, and I totally space it. My brother calls me up at two in the morning and says, why are you in Columbus? I go, what's your problem? I live here. He goes, you're supposed to be in Marco Island. You have a program at nine o'clock this morning. So I'm in Columbus, Ohio at 2 a.m. I have a keynote speech to deliver in Marco Island, Florida at 9 a.m. Not a whole lot of nonstop flights between the two. And I panic. I call the client, the guy, the meeting planners in tears, thinks his boss is going to fire him because the whole thing was built up around me. And there's all these Sony stereo dealers or whatever in the audience. And I start, and this is when we had yellow pages. I don't know if you remember those. It was a book and it had pages and it was before Google. And I started looking up <laughs> charter flights to see if there was any way to get down there. And I'm dialing one number after another, after another, nobody is answering their phones at two in the morning. I don't see how they can run a business like that. Finally, <laughs> finally, after the 10th try, I get an answer. It's an air ambulance service. And I said, I have a, I have a medical emergency. I need to be in Marco Island by nine o'clock this morning. Well, what's the nature of your emergency, sir? If I don't get there by nine o'clock this morning, the guy under is going to kill me. So he asked me if I had any major credit cards. I said, I got all of them. What do you need? Well, it turns out they have these Learjet ambulances on 30-minute standby at different cities throughout the country. They had one in Detroit, which was the closest to Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> it comes with a pilot, a co-pilot, and a registered nurse. It's a package deal. They could be wheels up in 30 minutes. They could land you know, within the hour and have me down to Marco. The plane, the plane not the nurse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I ordered that, and then um, I'm rushing off to the airport. I stop by the office to get my books and the and the CDs I'm going to sell and all that, and I get a two-liter bottle of Diet Coke because I, I drink one of these a day to pretty much calm my nerves. And, uh, <laughs> and I rush out to the airport, and it's getting close to about, I don't know, close to three now, and I'm waiting for my, my plane to land, and I how can you screw up so bad? I'm You know, all my friends are these motivational speakers, so I'm doing these affirmations. You idiot, you stupid, you dummy. And... Uh, <laughs> And I'm drinking this two-liter bottle of Diet Coke out of the bottle because there's no cups or anything at this place. And, and I polish off an entire two-liter bottle in about 30 minutes, and which is, at that point, I probably didn't even need an airplane. I could just go on there myself. So the plane lands. We take off 10 minutes into the flight. I just realized I drank a two-liter bottle of Diet Coke. <laughs> now, I don't know if you know what a Lear 25 looks like. It's a tiny little jet. It's cute, but it's tiny. And it has just about everything except one thing. <laughs> and they don't expect their normal clientele to be able to get up and go. So I had a second crisis in the morning. You know, I, I'm not going to survive another 90 minutes. I'm already in severe pain. It's not like at 42,000 feet, I could just roll down the window. Don't you have to stop for gas? <laughs> the nurse sees what's going on and says, I have a solution to your problem. A catheter. <laughs> she goes, catheterization. <laughs> I go, Let, let's hold that idea in reserve. And I, I crawl up to the pilot and the co-pilot and say, what do you guys do on a long flight? The, well, the co-pilot had packed himself a lunch. And in his lunch, he has these carrot sticks in a glad plastic bag with a Ziploc top. Oh, no. He empties the carrot sticks out, hands me this bag, and he says, 
when you're done, make sure the strip at the top turns green. <laughs> Was that to check if you were in ketosis or to seal the bag? I'm, I'm not sure. Well, whatever it was, he was very serious when he said it. <laughs> anyway, the plane lands. I get out. Um, I'm ready to do the speech. And I said, you know, the pilot says, how long are you going to be? I said, well, you know, I got a 45-minute keynote. I'll answer some questions, sell some books. I'm done by noon. We'll wait. Return trip is free. You have to buy it both ways. <laughs> Guess how much it cost one way going down. <laughs> Probably more um, than the fee. <laughs> you think? It was, in today's dollars, about $15,000. I didn't quite make the margin I wanted to on that, on that particular gig. But I'll tell you, the client was so thrilled that I showed up. Even before I talked, they were happy just because I actually made it. And, and it was such a crazy story about what I was willing to do to take care of this client that they, they called me back a bunch of times. And the bureau that handled it called me back. And then they started telling other people about it. So it actually, believe it or not, it's paid for itself at least tenfold uh from what it actually cost me so i tell that story in, in my keynote speech uh as as a customer service story um but thanks for making me relive that dale i appreciate it yeah <laughs> i love that story because everybody knows the pain that you were going through god I'm, I'm sorry but well, now i, I guess... you know now you can get the catheters a whole set of them free on medicare <laughs> so i'm, I'm covered <laughs> i'm uh i'm still wondering what whatever happened to the bag Oh, I left it there. <laughs> I think for fifteen thousand dollars, I could have peed in the goddamn seat. <laughs> hey, on Spirit Airlines, that is the bathroom. They give everybody a ziplock bag. And, and and ever since then, then have, have you worn Depends or not? You know, every day. No, I uh, I just make sure I go before I leave. <laughs> how how I'm big down to, how, how I'm down big, to one liter of diet coke a day though how big was the bag because i'm guessing two liters in two liters out no it was a, it was a one gallon bag you know standard size it's, it's, it's a gallon of of um carrots god bless bugs him. bunny bugs bunny jeez don't, 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 don't dance on a man's diet schedule yeah. well hopefully the co-pilot had excellent eyesight that's all i gotta say <laughs> well jeff let me ask you one more question what piece of advice i mean you know we knew each other when we were in our 30s and now we're not and what piece of advice you remember would... that <laughs> i don't <laughs> Hey, speaking of memory, wasn't there supposed to be a monkey in that last story? I don't know where he came up with that. I don't know. He's, he's messing with me. It was a chimpanzee. Yeah. All right, but um, you know what? What advice would you give you know to the the thirty year old us? You know, baby boomers are we're looking <clears throat> looking back and and what would we like to have told ourselves back then that now has come to pass? Buy an alarm clock. <laughs> and always pack your carrots in gallon bags. Mm. That's pretty much it, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> if at age thirty, well, I you know I think the best thing I did when we had the go-go years of speaking back when we were doing this like thirty years ago. Um, I would always max out uh, the uh, the IRAs and the 
uh, investment accounts whenever I could. And that helped me survive many, many a rough years later on. So um, I know a lot of our colleagues would oftentimes live above their means or believe that they had a good year and they thought it would last forever. And in this kind of business, it doesn't. You have to assume that um, it's going to crash at any moment. So you need to prepare uh, both financially and probably even mentally for the time when it's not going to be as, as lucrative or as good or if you have to make a major career change. So um, I think saving your money and constantly educating yourself, I think, are the two things I would recommend to the 30-year-old me. Cool. I love cool. baby boomers' advice. It's so sexy. Well, see, and, and the thing that, that some of those speakers... Well, you know, that we... part of that's because of the medications we take. <laughs> well, one of those things all those speakers said in regards to that is, live every day like it's your last. And one day you'll be right, which, which is stupid, because if I knew today was my last day, I wouldn't be talking to you guys. You know, I'd be maxing out my credit cards, going to strip clubs. I'm sorry. You can't live every day like it's your last. I would but be you, 400 pounds. I would be eating ice cream sundaes every single day. <laughs> but you can prepare for the end and that's the wisest thing and we've we've had financial experts on here all kinds of people telling us how to prepare for retirement so if you're not retired start preparing if you're uh, if you're a millennial who by some off chance happens to be listening to this save your money and uh, and that'll help other than that mr jeff slutsky we appreciate uh we appreciate you being here now i know that you have written uh, several books and such and if you would like to uh, tell the folks where they could obtain uh books of your printed knowledge where would that be well you can go on amazon uh go by my last or just you know scan jeff slutsky search jeff slutsky at about 40 or 50 books um three of them are pretty good and uh some on marketing uh, someone advertising and there's like 25 that are these spoof books i did that are sell, sell real well like you know all the reasons why purdue is better than indiana university and it's 133 blank pages because it's not <laughs> <laughs> and um you know i got a bunch of those so that's been financing my retirement well, that's good. So uh, go on Amazon and search for Jeff Slutsky and buy his books, which have no words printed in them. So <laughs> Pretty that, much it. that'll help send his kids to college. Other than that, thank you so much for being with us, Jeff, on another day above ground. Thanks for having me. Well, once again, we'd like to thank Jeff Slutsky for his uh, words of wisdom, his words of knowledge, and his words of humor, which were quite, uh, quite few, few, not quite few, quite many. And uh, he's got me so confused now. But that's it for another show, my friends. Carolyn, do you have anything you would like to say to the fine listeners? Yes, men are lucky in a whole lot of ways. That story would not have turned out as well for me. So, yay. <laughs> well, if they had, a, they had, a, you know, well, you if you could aim, it would have been the same. No, you would have used, you would have used the nurse. What? Okay, you have to, you have to. I, I'm missing on that one too. Would have used the nurse. <laughs> well, you could have gotten the catheter. Oh, oh. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah fine. All right. Well, there's words of wisdom. Always get the catheter. Tim, how about you? What do you have to say to the fine folks? 
Uh, TimSlegel.com. Check it out to find out where I'm going to be or not going to be. I don't have a catheter. I'm more of a dog person. But <laughs> I invite you to visit DaleIrvin.com. Sign up for the Friday Funnies. I'll be on your desktop every Friday and make you laugh. That being said, go out and have a wonderful day. And remember, today is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.